guys that don't know me, my name is Amanda Hardiman, and I'm the program director here for United Student Ministries, the best job ever. Uh, we were, like, totally laughing all day today, and I just paused, and I stopped everybody. I was like, y'all, there are some people that really don't like their jobs. Like, I can't even fathom that, because we just, we love our jobs. We love dressing up and being goofy. We love serving you guys, and so um, it's an honor and a privilege to, to be here tonight. Um, if you can't tell, I love the 80s. I love the 80s. I, I was born in 1980, so if you do the math. I'm almost halfway to 70 uh, in just a couple of months. And um, so the 80s just brings back my childhood. I literally lived my first 10 years of life uh, in the 80s, and I loved it. I remember watching uh, movies like E.T. and Howard the Duck on something called a VHS, uh, which is a tape, and you put it in a VCR, uh, totally retro. I remember listening to Cindy Lauper, which there's a, a classy picture of me as Cindy Lauper. Um, I remember listening to my Cindy Lauper tape in my Walkman. I was Cindy Lauper for like seven Halloween straight, you guys. I rocked it. I rocked it. Um, my mom used to uh, not let me wear jelly shoes, which are just like plastic shoes, like not Crocs plastic, like, like even worse, like these bracelets, plastic shoes. She wouldn't let me wear those because they would break too often. I mean, I was really mad at her. I remember my excitement when my family got a Nintendo, a Nintendo, you guys, and you'll see a picture about that in a little while. Um, I remember playing, oh yeah, yeah, I played Zelda on that thing, you guys, it was fun. Um. I remember playing Oregon Trail on the computer uh, at school. I remember waking up on Saturday mornings and watching Pee-wee's Playhouse and Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies, y'all. In the 80s, our phones actually stayed at home. We couldn't take them with us. And some of them actually had cords on them. It was really cool, and they stayed to the wall. Um, Our soft drinks came in in glass bottles, like those little plastic bottles that we used to have or that we have now. They used to be glass bottles with a styrofoam label. Um, Our hair was crimped and teased and sprayed with way too much hairspray. And even the girls did that. The boys were worse than the girls, though. Johnny's hair is legit, you guys. It was really bad. Um, I love the... 80s. And I know, I know that all of you guys are like, okay, already. I don't care. It's probably the same feelings I would have. Like if somebody's like, I love the seventies and I love the sixties. Like, okay, who cares? Um, but really the eighties left a huge legacy for us today. Without the eighties, there would be no MTV, no MTV. No. And the MTV back then used to play like music videos back then. Yeah. Um, Without the 80s, there would be no modern computer. What you have today uh, would not exist, or worse yet, the internet would not exist at all. Uh, Without the 80s, like I said, there would be no Nintendo. Can you even imagine no Nintendo or any other video games that way? Uh, Many of the 80s songs we sing today actually uh, are remixes of the songs that I listened to when I was younger. I love the 80s. I love the 80s uh, because it represents so many positive experiences in my own life, memories, and moments in my life uh, that changed, and it was a legacy. So tonight we're going to continue. uh, We're going to morph. This is my job, right? I talked about Jonah at my pajamas. I'm talking about Elijah today uh, in 80s garb. So I'm going to morph Elijah into the 80s, and so So it's quite a challenge, morphing those two things together. Uh, So for those of you guys that don't know, Elijah was a prophet. And you're going to learn more about his whole entire story in your breakout groups. But I'm just going to focus on one little piece of his story. And the story comes from 1 Kings 17, 8 through 24. I'm going to read that to you now. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. 
I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he had a widow instructed to feed him. So he went to Zarephath, and he arrived at the gates of the village. He saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little cup of water? As she was going to get it, he called to her, And bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, then my son and I will die. So there was a big uh, famine in that area. And so literally she had just a handful of flour and just a little bit of oil, and she's going to compare, or prepare their, literally their last, last meal. But Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go ahead and do what I have said, but make a little bread for me first. Then what's left to prepare Prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will be, always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops will grow again. So he said, go ahead and just do what I say, and I promise you, you're going to have enough flour, you're going to have enough oil until the rain comes and the crops grow. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. Then there, there was always enough flour and olive oil in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Sometime later, the woman's son became very sick, and he grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, O man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and to kill my son? But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms and carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, why have you brought this tragedy to this widow who has opened up her home to me, causing her son to die? And then he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the life of the the child returned, and he revived. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman told Elijah, now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord will truly speak through you. There's so much to learn about this scripture. I know it was long. But there's so much to learn about God and Elijah and about yourself through this scripture. The biggest thing that, that came out of that to me is that Elijah acted out of confident faith. Spoiler alert, that is a blank on your seat. So uh, Elijah acted out of confident faith. The Lord said, hey, I need you to go here. I need you to tell this to the woman. And he didn't say, no, I don't really think so. Um, he didn't Jonah it out, right? Jonah went the opposite direction. Uh, Elijah went and he did it and he was confident. And even when the son died, he was like, okay, let me just try this. Let me just be confident in this. And he was confident in his faith. Elijah told the truth, even when the truth was not easy to say. And Elijah trusted God. Faith like Elijah's takes obedience. And leaving a legacy requires obedience. Leaving a legacy requires obedience. I believe that we all have a faith story to tell. I believe that God writes a story within all of us. Our journey, our words, our actions, each day, each minute, each second is part of our story. And I believe that God is doing this throughout each second of our lives. And we all have a legacy to leave here on this earth. We all have something to to give back to this world and something of of our faith to leave a footprint here on this world. 
And I want you to think about the widow in the scripture that I read. She was hungry and she was literally, like I said, creating this last meal for her and her son. And she was, um, she, her son died. Her son died. And, and she was like, wait a minute. I did everything you told me to do. I, I made the bread, the, the flour and the oil. They were continuing to go. And my son still died. I can't believe it. Why did this happen? And she blamed Elijah for this death. And she, she wanted so desperately just to, to pin that on Elijah. But Elijah's obedience to the Lord brought her son back to life. Elijah left a legacy in this woman's life, and her life will forever be changed. Her life will forever be changed. Her faith will forever be changed. Because the last verse said, Then the woman told Elijah, Now I know for sure that you are a man of God, and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Her faith, her life was changed because Elijah was obedient. It's obedient to what the Lord asked Elijah to do. We may not see the full effects of our faith journey. For many of us that, that go on United Mission Week, right? We, we go out and we, we work and we do things, but we may not see the seeds that are planted. We may not see uh, the neighbor that, that we work on their house. We not, may not see what their faith does. When you have a conversation with a friend about coming to United Worship or coming to church or, or just about your faith in general, you may not see what those seeds do and, and how that affects somebody's life. You may not see that, but we need to be known for our faith journey. We still need to keep planting those seeds. We need to live the way we want to be remembered. We need to live the way we want to be remembered. That'd be a great tweet, you guys. That'd be fantastic. Um, so one of my, it's on your sheet. That's why I said that. Um, one of my favorite scriptures uh, is Philippians 1, 3 through 6, and it says this. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make requests of all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from, time, from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished in the day that Christ Jesus returns. No matter if this is your first time even thinking about Christ, or this is a, a lifetime that you have lived so far believing and trusting and having a relationship with Christ, he has begun a good work in you. Christ has, has, has begun a good work in you, all of you. The seeds have been planted and things, your story is being written. Things are happening. He's begun a good work within all of you, all of you, all of you. Your legacy has started and you are important. And the thing is that just like uh, Elijah, you may be called to tell the truth even when it isn't easy. You may be called to stand up for your faith, to, to to be obedient to what God is asking you to say or asking you to do, even when it's, when it's hard, even when it hurts, even when, when you may be rejected by somebody else. If somebody gives you an invitation to, to go do something else on a Wednesday night or to do something else that you don't believe in doing and you saying, no, I don't want to, I don't think so, or hey, I have something else I want to do that's even better than that. Telling the truth and being obedient, you may have to tell the truth even when it's not easy. You may be called to trust, to go up and say, hey, I need you to um, get me some water and make me some bread. Now, those are conversations that you probably will never have to say to some stranger, right? But there are conversations, there are things that you may have to say and trust the Lord on. There may be a group of friends that you're hanging out with that the Lord's like, hey, no, no, this is not good. And hearing it from me may be you hearing it in a way that God wants you to hear that, that maybe there are people that are in your life that you just need to cut out. Maybe there are conversations that you need to have that are really, really hard. 
But God calls you to be an, ob an obedient person because he's begun a good work in you. You are not finished. You are not finished. Your story is not over. He has begun a good work in you, and he will not finish. He will not finish. Your faith journey is not over yet. The scripture says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. We have a legacy to leave here on this earth. You, you have a legacy to leave here on this earth. You may feel like you're not important. You may feel like your, your faith is not good enough yet. You may feel like, well, I just have nothing else to give. I have nothing to give. You are important, and you have a legacy to leave on this world. So who is thankful for you today? I want you to think about that. Who is thankful for you today? Who is your partner in spreading the great joy and telling the good news? What does it look like to live a life in a legacy in your own life? What is your legacy? What is the story that is being written right now about your life? Will you please pray with me? Father, I, I thank you so much for, for tonight, for um, you beginning a good work in us, Lord, and knowing that, that this is a long journey for us to go on, and that, that each thing that we say, each thing that we do can leave a legacy here on this earth, that you use ordinary people, with ordinary abilities, and make them extraordinary for your will and your purpose. Lord, I pray that you help us to be obedient. I pray that you help us to trust you. I pray that you help us to, to say the truth even when it hurts, even when it's hard. I pray that you help us to be bold, Lord, because we all have a legacy here. We all have a faith journey to live out so that others can say, you know what, I saw the Lord through you and the things that you've said and the things that you have done. Lord, I pray that, that you just help us all to be courageous and bold. Courageous and bold as we live out the life that you call us to live. For it's your holy name we pray. Amen.